Hey, Green Future Growers! Welcome to Season 3. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes for free or follow on your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing! Hey, everyone! This is Jackie Marie Beyer, your host, here to help inspire you on your journey to create, grow, and enjoy a green, organic oasis. So let's get growing. Let me start. Like, where are you located? Are you in California? Are you on the Pacific? I am. I'm in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Awesome. You know, I went to Los Angeles in 2016. And just like, it was like walking around in a perfume bottle. It was just so amazing. I couldn't get over the smell. And just, I had the best trip. I only oh, went for the weekend. Been, I like, went in for the spring uh, when all the jasmine's blooming. It was. It was totally in the spring. It was uh, April. It was Easter weekend, <laughs> of all things. So it was kind of weird. It was very quiet. I booked this like Airbnb, um, just completely crazy, right by Venice Beach, so I could walk to the beach. It was right. The workshop was halfway between the beach and my Airbnb. I like got there on Friday, left on Sunday morning, but had the most amazing time. Um, and yeah, it was definitely, it was beautiful. It was funny because everybody had these locked gates and all these beautiful gardens, but they were behind all these locked gates anyway. Um, well, that's unfortunately living in a big city. Uh, that's kind of par for the course. <laughs> But uh, yes, I love the spring here because it does smell wonderful. Yeah, it was so interesting because my very first trip to LA back in like the early 80s, I, w- I was miserable and it was just like we drove and there was so much traffic. It was like a completely different experience. This was like I flew in and took a bus to my Airbnb and then walked, didn't have a car and just it was a totally different thing. But anyway, hey, and I love that you talk about i'm all yours liking to cook and the herbs because that's kind of my thing like i didn't really garden when i first started my show this is six and a half years almost seven years it'll be seven years in january i've been doing it my husband was the gardener and i always say i'm the organic eater and i have always grown herbs and i do cook with a lot of herbs and always fascinates me people that don't cook with herbs my mom cooked with herbs so i love that and and I've had some challenges, so we might get to some questions where like, because there are some herbs that I struggle to grow. So you might have some answers there. And then, yeah, I'm so into the mocktails this year. Granted, I haven't made as many as I should have, but these look delicious. The hibiscus raspberry, sambuco, black elderberry infused tea with mint blueberry ice cubes. It's sambuco. Sambuco. infused tea with mint blueberry ice cubes i'm like really into creative ice cubes i know that sounds strange but it's so much fun cool let me just introduce you and we'll just get right back to this ready yes here we go welcome to the green organic garden it is friday september 3rd 2021 and i have a guest on the line that i always feel like we've connected and we just had a little pre-chat it's just been super fun she hosts a TV show called Alive and Well. I reached out to her because she did a thing about mocktails. She also runs an awesome animal rescue. And just, uh, I know we're going to have fun chatting today. So from Los Angeles, 
Welcome to the show, Michelle Harris. Thank you, Jackie. I'm so happy to be with you. Well, we are so happy to hear from you today. So tell us, we were just starting to talk about ice cubes. Tell us, well, tell listeners a little bit about yourself first. Well, I'm the host of the television show Alive and Well, and it's a wellness-oriented lifestyle television series. You can see it nationwide. Uh, we do reach about 90 million households. So uh, just to give it a plug, check your local listings. But That's what I was just going to say, like, how do people find your show? Uh, we are everywhere and we are syndicated. So we're in different stations in different areas. So if you have one of those cool remotes where you can just talk into it, just say alive and well, and we will pop up. A remote that you just talk into? Oh, I guess you don't have one of those. They're awesome. My remote, you hit a button and you say the show you want and it pops up. I love that. My butt, my remote could have that. I don't even know. We just switched to DirecTV and I saw that it says you're on DirecTV. So we are on DirecTV. So you can find us on DirecTV. That's one of the places where you can find Alive and Well. Yeah, I am excited to check that out because I watched a bunch of your videos like on the Vimeo. I like, I went to your website and watched them. And like my new thing with DirecTV now, or actually we got a TV for our anniversary is I can just for like from my computer, from my phone, from anywhere, just it plays on the TV without having to deal with a bunch of remotes. So that's like been my new big thing this summer I'm excited about. So I just did that. I just went to your website and popped it up on the big screen. Cool. And yes, we do have some segments from the show on our website as well. So I always start out the show asking about your very first gardening experience. Like, were you a kid? Were you an adult? Who were you with? What did you grow? Like, did you grow up in Los Angeles? Uh, no, I grew up on the East Coast. And some of the early things that I grew, especially when I lived in Florida, because anything will grow in Florida, is I literally threw seeds out and things would just grow. It was crazy. I got like these giant marigold seeds and grew four feet tall marigolds. And because I do animal rescue and I have bunnies, I grew carrots and bunnies actually like the top of the carrots. I didn't have to do anything and I didn't know what I was doing. And they, I just put out the seeds literally. It was the craziest thing and carrots grew. I didn't have to start them. I don't recommend that to the people who listen to your show. Uh, because as you know, you have to start the seeds first, but somehow because Florida just has this amazing climate, things grow very easily. But were you like a kid when you were doing this? I have to say some of my fondest memories as a kid, and my mom and I were just talking about this the other day, was going to this farm stand and while she was shopping, we could take the carrot greens back and feed the rabbits. And like, I loved that so much. And well, just so you know, my bunnies are spayed and neutered, of course, and they are litter box trained. And my bunnies in my office right next to me now, they're, they are house bunnies. So are they like in cages or they run around? No, they're house? not in cages. No, my, my bunnies poop my all feet. over your house. Yes, they are litter box trained. How do you, you train a rabbit to be litter box trained? Well, first of all, you definitely want to spay and neuter them, but rabbits are actually very clean animals and they usually take to it pretty quickly. You have to use a special kind of litter, not cat litter, uh, nothing to do with the training, just cat litter is bad for them. 
but they usually put them in the box and they kind of get it for the most part. They're very good. All my bunnies are, you know, litter trained and I just have to be careful. You have to be careful because I do like to chew, uh, you know, cords and things and keeping them out of mischief. So, you know, at night they have these kind of really big um, four feet by eight feet pens in my house that I just kind of shut like a, you know, puppy gate kind of thing. But other than that, they run around the house and they just like to be with people. That's Aww. one thing people don't realize, like a cat. They just like to be with people. They love trees. They know their names. They're really smart. Oh, I love that. So I recommend, and you can go to anyone who's interested, can go to rabbit.org, which is the House Rabbit Society website to find out more about rabbits and having them in your home. Because yes, they are part of the family. And how do they find out about your animal rescue? They go to the Alive and Well website? Well, the best place to go is our Facebook page, which is Animal Angels TV. And we post all kinds of tips about animals on there. And of course, fun animal videos. But a lot of it is networking animals who are up for adoption. And that's what we try and do is we try and find homes for animals here locally we'll do adoption events in southern california but we do post animals from all over the country that people ask us to post and we encourage people to to adopt and not buy animals and also yes. to foster that's a really great way if you want to see if an animal's a good fit for you is to foster them or work with a rescue and foster before you decide to adopt oh that's awesome I know. So we're in, I'm in Northwest Montana, if you didn't know that. And our, it's weird. Like our little animal shelter brings in animals from all around the country. She has like an amazing ability to place animals. And like, she connects with like these airplane pilots that bring up animals from places. Like we just got a whole, there was a, a plane load of animals, dogs and uh, that were brought in that people had like adopted over the during the pandemic. And then could, for whatever reason, were either getting evicted or moving or like, I don't know, for some reason, they ended up with like this whole and they didn't last in our shelter very long. I mean, she just she has this knack for adopting, getting animals adopted. But that's awesome to be able to because I know like a lot of people, sometimes they can't find the animal they want locally. And so it's nice to be able to see other animals around the country but i yeah totally rescue animal. i don't even understand people that buy dogs no you don't need to you can get any kind of dog cat bunny that you want Aww. all right well let's get back to pets too i highly recommend them i like you have no idea how many times i've tried to keep rabbits and like but i i have this hard time with like keeping them in cages and then they let them go and then they like it's not a good scene so well that's what i'm saying that's i, I think i need to do a video because people don't keep them in cages anymore you keep them in your house and not my bunnies are have never lived in a cage ever oh, i love that uh Okay, well, let's talk about the mocktails and the ice cube. We were just starting to talk about ice cubes in the pre-chat. Tell me about that. Yes. Well, as you know, mocktails are a really big trend right now. People want fewer calories, which is one of the benefits of having a mocktail as opposed to a cocktail. There are far fewer calories in it. 
and also just feeling great, not having to worry about having a hangover. There are a lot of reasons why people are drinking mocktails. And so one of the things that I like to do with my ice cubes, and you're, you're seeing this as kind of a trend as well, that they're selling these crazy shaped ice cubes. And I like to do fun things like put fruit in them or put herbs in them. Like one of the things we were discussing was my hibiscus raspberry, sambucol, black elderberry infused tea with mint blueberry ice cubes. Wow, that's a long name of a drink. But what it essentially is, is that I'm using a hibiscus raspberry tea that I'm infusing with some sambucol black elderberry. So I'm just adding a little bit of sambucol black elderberry syrup. And sambucol black elderberry syrup is a natural immune booster. So that way you're getting the benefit of the immune booster, but guess what? Black elderberry tastes amazing. So you add that to the tea and all of a sudden you have this incredibly healthy mocktail. And then by making these ice cubes, and in particular for this one, I was doing round ice cubes instead of square, just a little bit of a fun twist and freezing them with fresh mint and blueberries. So you add that in and you can see that through the tea mixture and it just looks beautiful and just adds something to make it feel so much more special. Oh, and I've been like, so I grew a bunch of mint this year and I've been trying to find things to do with the mint. So that's perfect. And then for some reason, blueberries have been on like super sale here in Montana the last month. Like I bought bunches of blueberries. My husband bakes a lot and he does a lot with baking with blueberries. And so that would be fun to put blueberry, make blueberry mint ice cubes. And it sounds like easy. I like that part. Like it's adding this huge burst. It's easy and can also like make you dream of summer in the middle of winter. And exactly. elderberries are so yes, popular. It's easy it's and it too. elevates it to make the drink feel even more special than just, you know, this wonderful iced tea with a sambucol black elderberry in it. Yeah. And I think with the pandemic, like everybody was drinking a lot more. And now this summer, people are like, you know, out together more a little and just like you know that I think people are trying to get away from the alcohol thing as much I've met a lot of people that are certainly and I for one am one of them too that needs to uh cut down on my alcohol so that's kind of been part of why I've been excited about the mocktails just have something else to drink in the evenings that kind of satisfies that but doesn't, you know, like you said, doesn't give you a hangover, doesn't make it so you can't like pay attention to your kids or cook dinner or do all the things you want to do later in the day, but also gives you a feeling of like, almost like pampering yourself kind of, or just like taking that. I mean, why do people drink? They want to take the edge off after a long day. And it kind of gives you that same burst without the alcohol. Yes. And you could probably always put alcohol in these if you really wanted to. And exactly. If you prefer to have a regular cocktail, you can add the alcohol of your choice into any of these. But one of the fun things about mocktails is a lot of companies are coming up with non-alcoholic versions of your favorite alcohol. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, tell us about one of the other ones. 
Yes. Which which one do you like? One of the things that I think is really fun is we did an um, an orange pomegranate sambucol black elderberry teeny. Again, we're keeping it healthy with the sambucol black elderberry because that helps to support a healthy immune system and but made it kind of feel like a martini and one of the things that we used in it is one of those non-alcoholic liqueurs I was telling you about and it's called Lear and they have an orange liqueur that is similar in taste to like a, a Grand Marnay liqueur like that type of orange liqueur and so what we did was we took pomegranate juice, we took the Sambucol black elderberry syrup, added in the Lear non-alcoholic liqueur, and just put it into a, uh, into like a martini shaker with ice, use a strainer, and I actually like to put it into a martini glass, and for fun, you can use edible gold sugar on the rim. So how much does that feel like a martini to you? But it's not. It's super healthy. Oh, and I love that because I have never been a martini drinker, but I think the glasses are fancy. And like when you're out with martini drinkers, it gives you something that you can have. Or if you're having, I bought this book called Shake for my niece turned 21 this year. And I just thought it was like this book about um, and like being a host and like, instead of going out to drinks, cause one drinks are super expensive, but also like entertaining at your house. And it just taught you about making all these drinks. And it was so fun. And so many of them seem like, you know, you could make either the real version or you could make like the mocktail version. And just like, so I bought her like the, the shaker thing, which was hard to, it was funny. Cause it seemed hard to find. I was in New York at the time buying a lot of the stuff when I went to visit my mom and then her birthday was the summer. So I came back to Montana and here in like my local grocery store and at the liquor store, I was able to find a lot of supplies in the book that I couldn't find. And like, I went to like six different liquor stores in New York and none of them had any of it. They were like, ah, you have to go to like Bed Bath & Beyond or something. It was funny, but. Um, wow, you think they'd sell that. That's like Martini 101. I know, right? I was like so surprised. I found one shaker thing and it like came with like a big bottle it was like $30 and came with like a bottle of whiskey or something I don't know what it came with some giant bottle of alcohol it was the only wow. one I found in all those liquor stores I went to in New York but I bought her like a whole bunch of bottles like you know the little mini airline bottles of booze so she yes. could have like to try with her friends for when she's first entertaining I just thought it was a cute gift and I love that book that came with it but because it was all about like being a, a happy hostess and it, it was mu much more about entertaining than it was about drinking. I don't know. That's but also I the other thing I'd like you talk about the edible gold sugar. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that sounds fun. Well, they have this edible, I guess I'd call it glitter. And I use it when I'm baking a lot of different things, but it's also wonderful for cocktails. You can put it in a cocktail or I have the edible gold glitter that I mix with a little bit of sugar and you dip the rim in it like you would a martini glass. And these days I kind of feel like because there's so many of these, you know, apple martinis, these all these different flavored martinis that it's yeah. almost that a martini is anything you stick in a martini glass. 
It's not the true, what you'd think of a long time ago as a martini that, you know, has vodka or gin, but now they have all these wonderful, you know, coffee martinis, all these flavored drinks, and they're really just sweet cocktails. I know. And then Ina Garten did that big thing this summer with most of Mark McCarthy, where they had like those giant martini glasses and they were making the giant cocktails. I thought that oh. was, I don't know if you saw the, those videos. Really cool. I did not see them, but it sounds amazing. All right. And then tell us the next one that you wrote about was the black elderberry vanilla cream soda. Yes, and as you can tell, I'm a big fan of a black elderberry, again, because it tastes great, but also these are mocktails that we're adding just a little bit more of a health upgrade, so we're getting that immune support, yeah. but because we wanted to also do a fun take on a cream soda, and the black elderberry is so delicious, we essentially just made a natural, and I like to use something called uh, Zevia, which is a stevia uh, cream soda. So it's zero calorie, but it's still natural. So you're not getting artificial sweeteners. And being a gardener, I'm mm. sure you're aware that stevia, you can also grow it yourself. Yeah, and it is amazing. You eat a leaf of that and like, it's totally sweet. It's really cool, it's growing stevia. Now, I love stevia, but I, I did not, you know, grow this and dry it, but I do use that as my sweetener of choice, but you can buy cream soda with the stevia in it. And then I love cashew ice cream. And you can even find that, that they use, you know, no sugars. They use different types of sweeteners in there if you're looking to avoid sugar. And so you're just mixing the cream soda with this, the, the black elderberry, the same book called black elderberry syrup and uh, putting in the non-dairy ice cream using just a little bit of non-dairy whipped topping and you have an amazing and delicious cream soda. No, I'm picturing like a root beer float, but is that not what this Exactly, is? but it's cream oh, it instead is. of root beer and the black elderberry is purple. So it also adds mm. a beautiful color to it. Oh my gosh, I have to. Yeah. Okay. And then the oh. last one was the ice golden latte. Yes. Are you familiar with golden lattes? No. Well, golden lattes are with turmeric, and I love turmeric. You can grow your own, again, kind of part of gardening. And so we are brewing a turmeric tea and adding cinnamon and ginger to taste. And as we're transitioning into fall right now, you can do this as a hot beverage as well. So for the summer, you can pour it over ice, you can do it as a hot beverage, but you're also going to mix in half tea and then half almond or oat milk. And then in keeping with the mocktails, just add in a little bit of the alcohol-free almond liqueur, and I was using Lear's again, and you just sweeten it. Like you can use stevia, as I was mentioning, any sweetener of your choice, and there you go. You can serve it hot or cold, and it's delicious. And turmeric is a really great uh, natural anti-inflammatory. And then you say that you can put like a, like a garnish, either ice cubes made with fruit or edible flowers or some kind of herbs. And uh, I love that part. 
especially like right now, I know in our garden, all our fruit is coming on and ready to harvest, like the apples, the plums, the um, the trees are finally, we, we're not getting as much fruit this year as we have in other years past, but the fruit that is ready to pick now is the time. So that's a good time to do that. I wanted to spell Lear for people. It's L-Y-R-E, in case you're wondering how to look that up. Um, yes, if you want to Google it and order some, it's it's just wonderful and it tastes great. And I do love adding these little elements, like you were saying about being a good host or hostess. It's just taking something that it's not going to have you in the kitchen all day, but making it feel that much more special for your guests and a little bit elegant and healthier. So if you're adding to whatever kind of mocktail martini you're doing, you know, putting some fruit on a little skewer on the side of it and using maybe some edible flowers to float in the middle of your mocktail martini. And you can do that, do that with any of these mocktails and it just gives it a nice upgrade and a nutritional boost. Oh, that's so true. And I, I just, I'm all about that, like making things elegant when you have get like, I think people, so I'm an elementary teacher by trade and I've met, we live in a pretty poor socioeconomic area. It's interesting. I was just talking about that with some people. I was walking around the local track this morning. And then also I taught in the reservation for years. And I, I know that a lot of people get really depressed and turn to alcohol when they feel like it's their kid's birthday or it's Christmas or it's a holiday and they can't, you know, provide these huge expectations that they always put on themselves or society puts on ourselves. And it's amazing how something as simple as this, as like a fruited ice cube really is what makes a difference in kids' lives and how they can be like, I remember when my stepdaughter was 16 and we had this like strawberry themed birthday party for her and we made like you know, strawberry placemats out of, you know, um, what's it called, construction paper, and just like all these little strawberry homemade designs, and it was like one of the best parties, I mean, she's like 40 something now, you know, her kids are, her youngest kid is graduating high school, like, but I still remember, and I know she still remembers, like, how special that was, like, it's so amazing how something this simple can make or break uh, a celebration for a family member. And I think we all need so much more of that right now as we're like, you know, struggling to connect and, and we are getting to maybe see each other a little bit more and family reunions are happening or, you know, even a family reunion between like two people in your family they haven't seen. Um, like little things like this can just make such a huge difference and the, and and you've made them fun and easy and they're healthy and nutritious and they're things people can grow in their garden like i've read so many things this summer about how easy it is to grow ginger and turmeric in all sorts of different climates so i'm kind of excited to try to grow them i know that's i i want to say it's pretty hard to get ginger I don't know, do they grow from starts or roots or something to actually be able, but if you can get your hands on some, I've heard that it's pretty easy to grow and turmeric too. And then, and the natural turmeric that you grow yourself has got to be, you know, better than what you're going to get at the store and like a spice jar. Of course, anything you grow yourself is so much better. It's so much fresher. And you can use that to make your own tea with. 
too, this that's going to taste 20 times better than anything you can get that's packaged. You can just brew with ginger and the turmeric and just, you know, put it in some cheesecloth and just boil it with water and create your own tea. Yeah. And those things are so, like you said, anti-inflammatory and just so healthy and beneficial for you. And I think that, you know, getting the natural, the whole like actual, instead of like taking a vitamin, it's got to be so much better for you. So Michelle, if this was the part of the show where you were going to call getting to the root of things, like you said, you have some herbs and things that you're growing indoor. Hey, do you want to say something about that, about indoor plants indoors? Didn't we talk about that in the pre-chat a little bit about how much plants indoors, like help your like air and just make your home happier? Yes. Well, I have plants indoors and outdoors, but where I live in Los Angeles, we have a teeny tiny yard. So there's not a lot of place to, to grow things to eat, but I do grow herbs and I love my herbs because I cook. And like I was saying, you can use them just on the side of dishes as a garnish but they also have tremendous value and the flavor profile and they're good for us. So I grow, you know, the common things I think most people would want to grow are basil, of course, and that's very easy to grow just about anywhere and you can grow it inside or outside. I also grow rosemary. I use all these fresh all the time and I grow thyme. That's another one of my favorite seasonings. And you can just use like a bucket and literally start a small outdoor garden with all of your favorite herbs. And then you have them and you just go clip them when you need them. It's so much easier than getting them at the store. Part of it is sheer convenience. And they're just fresher. Right. And then like the more you prune them, the more they grow. And then you have fresh dried herbs and you don't have to either waste the money or like you said, it's convenience or they just are like, even if I buy a rosemary and it dies on my kitchen table, because like a lot of times I'll buy those plugs and put them in dirt and try to get them to grow, but they don't. But even still, like then you take that dried plant and put it in a jar and you have fresh dried rosemary that just makes everything I think taste, you know, it just makes flavors pop. Like if you're making a soup in winter or even like I'll take like when I was teaching at school and I had this apartment that I had to stay in during the week. Um, I would take the crock part and I would put like potatoes, carrots, celery, and water, and then some of that fresh rosemary. And oh my gosh, I would come home and my apartment would smell so good. And I'd have this delicious, healthy dinner and just, but I, the other thing I was going to say is like, I, I even called my mom last night. It was like, I feel like I'm in a spot sitting in my garden. I have this rosemary plant. And I would, I just like pick it up and lift it and just smell it. And it just, to me, it just calms me. Just, it's like aromatherapy, but like the real aromatherapy, you know, it's like, it's from this natural living plant next to me, you know, and just, it's not like this plug-in thing I'm putting into my electric socket that, I don't know, I, I just feel so much calmer when I breathe things like that in or like I picked some sage last night to make a sage bundle and just different things I just I love herbs I don't know how people survive without herbs and when you cook with them it just yeah. smells so homey you know, that's one of the they taste amazing but they make your whole house smell wonderful and the rosemary in particular like you were saying 
if you rub your hands just lightly across yes. it, the oils from the rosemary will come on your hands and they smell so great. I know. I also like to use that after I've been cooking onions too. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, what a great idea. On your hands. Oh my gosh, I'm totally going to try that because I'm working in this restaurant. This I just started in this fall and like I one of the things I have to do a lot is chop the onions. I'm going to totally try that because I feel like I can't get rid of that onion smell no matter what I do. Oh, what an awesome idea. It, well, I always usually have, like you were saying, onions or garlic on my hands because we like flavorful food in our home. And I cook a lot with both of those things. And you're supposed to rub your hands on some stainless steel so you can just use a spoon, but sometimes it all doesn't come off. So that's where the rosemary definitely helps getting that last little bit off your hands. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm totally going to do that. Uh, do you have a favorite tool you like to use in the kitchen at all? Oh, I, it varies. Right now, I'm totally loving this lemon zester that oh, my husband it. got me he surprised me with a lemon zester because I was using a grater and it just was a big yeah the grater works just fine but I, he went and splurged in this lemon zester for me and I use it a lot when I'm making crust and different things that need lemon zest so I just love it oh. and I'll always be like can you taste that lemon zest <laughs> But lemon is, especially the lemon zest is so good in a lot of baked goods and other things. And it's just- And so it makes such a difference. Like, I don't know, I had this recipe that I was making this spring when I was at my mom's in New York. And I was like, ah, I'm gonna, I'm just like, not gonna worry about the lemon zest. And then I ended up, I can't remember why I ended up having to put it in it. Maybe I didn't have enough lemon juice or something. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I could not believe how much it made it pop. And like, so I've been way into the lemon zest this summer more than usual. So I'm going to have to look into getting one of those lemon zesters. What does it and look you like? You could use just a, a grater too, but the lemon zest yeah, just does it a little using. bit more finely. But if you're a little bit clumsy like I am, it gives you a thumb protector. And I recommend you use it because you that zest is a weapon that zester it <laughs> is when you use a grater it is anyway yes and the zester seems even more sharp to me so just a word of caution so what is your thumb protector they you know they sent me this zester with this little thing that you're supposed to put over your thumb or whatever fingers you're using when you're using your zester so that you don't accidentally zest fingers along with the lemon because that happens. It totally does. I'm totally on top of that. Uh, what other questions are in the getting to the root of things? How about a favorite reading material? Like, is there a book or a magazine or anything that you would recommend? Oh, in terms of recipes and things, I kind of create my own, but oftentimes I'm inspired just like by classic dishes. I do plant-based cooking. So I don't cook with any meat, but I'll make versions of things like instead of beef Wellington, I'll use seitan instead of the beef. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of fun things you can use in place of meat. And I like to do whole food plant-based cooking. So I just take, especially for my husband, who's a big guy, 
and he doesn't eat meat either. He is plant-based. So I kind of find a lot of fun foods that keep him happy and full and healthy. And I convert the conventional recipe to a plant-based one. Nice. Uh, well, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about that we haven't talked about today? Wow, I think we covered covered a lot uh about mocktails and you know one more thing going back to the mocktails in addition to kind of dressing them up with the herbs and flowers uh one thing that you can also do is use those things talking about as the holidays come up and making them feel more special you can bring those things into your tablescape so maybe if you don't have a very big budget you can take things that you're finding outside of growing inside and use them to create a really beautiful tablescape and that way you can have a beautiful memory without a big price tag oh, i love that i've been like totally hooked on the fixer upper show with chip and uh joanna games and i noticed that like a lot of the houses she stages at the end right before the people are going to come in and see it and she makes so many things like that where she cuts something from nature or like puts these you know, vases on the table that have like, you know, greens and plants and, you know, there's always herbs in the kitchen and pots and just, uh, she, she does a lot of that too. I don't know if you know who she is. And yes, I do. And it does make a big difference because at like the end said, of the day, everyone's memories, like you're saying, it's not about how much you spend. It's about how much fun you had with your family and friends. So make it easy, make it fun, make it healthy, and just have a great time and, and create those memories that are going to last. Aww. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing with us today. And I hope you have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. And uh, listeners, make sure you check out Alive and Well TV and the Animal Angels on Facebook and have a wonderful day. You too. And you can go to aliveandwell.tv. That's our website to see more and check your local listings to watch Alive and Well. And also on Instagram, I'm Michelle Harris underscore TV. Oh, cool. Jackie, thank you so much for everything. It was wonderful speaking with you. Oh, thank you too. I had a great time. Me too. Get your copy of the Organic Oasis Guidebook available today from Amazon. It's got 12 lessons designed to help you create your own organic oasis. Um, it starts with healthy soil. It talks about building an earth-friendly landscape. It helps you understand the difference between annuals and perennials and how to bring in beneficial insects. It talks about fruit trees and just um all the lessons that I've learned on my podcast mixed with what Mike and I have done here. Okay. What Mike has done here at Mike's Green Garden. And just, um, I hope that it will help you on your garden journey, uh, to create, like I said, your own organic oasis, um, where you can have healthy food and enjoy, um, you know, a very special place. And most of all, it's good for mother earth. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening and remember, grow local.